Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome back to another mandatory live. We've got a good one for you today. But remember, if you like the content, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Also follow us on our social media channels. We're at the mandatory TKO. You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram and like wherever you, you know, do your social media stuff. Also, we're on audio. Uh, so wherever you find audio, make sure to leave a rate and review as well. Uh, we're on all podcast platforms. And we decided we've been talking about this for a minute, Brian and I. Uh, we used to work at uh, a, for a company before together. We're not in naming territory. Like we're not even going to, you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't care to name it's it. Fine. But we it's used fine. to work. We used to work at a company <laughs> together. Uh, we, well, we drop their name all the time when we're doing the show. So, you it's know. Fine. Which is it, how we met. Also, yeah. And so yeah. while we were working there, we had this like dope idea that we wanted to do a pound for pound list. And I think we came up with this list of doing this idea, Brian, like a year ago uh, yes. when we were working for that company. And, <laughs> and um, no, it's, it's, it's no, I love that company. I love everyone that works there. Um, you know what? Screw it. We were working at FanDuel. And, <laughs> and I, it was a dope time, right? And Some people um, who watch this probably know that. That's, that might be Of course. Yeah, I love yeah. FanDuel, though, and I love everyone I work with there. So I'm like, Yeah, whatever. me too, honestly. Um, it was like one of the best jobs I ever had. So, yeah. And that's why I always only still use FanDuel odds, just saying. Um, but yeah, any... Yeah, have you noticed that? Have you noticed I only I only mess with FanDuel? See, still. see the, the the liberties that I get at Action Network, we can use whoever the whoever we want that has the best number. So I, I feel that I think I'm just like I had such a good experience there that I'm like you know I'm I'm gonna rock with them. Um, I'm too so, loyal like that. So yeah, yeah. See, I'm more of a mercenary. I'm loyal to like I'm more loyal to like my friends than to companies. Of course, That's discussion for them. Of course, well, like I'm very loyal to you, but like you know, <laughs> you you also are not like you know uh trying to shortchange my salary or whatever the case may be not saying that they were but that's another discussion for another day let's move on before um, i before i get in trouble <laughs> okay so what we're going to be doing today is doing a pound for pound list before we get into there i want to give a quick shout out to people who have already started commenting one of our regulars hustle man uh good morning brian and chantel that means a uh, hustle man you're on the west coast i did not know that me too really? it's always a good day to talk boxing crawford and in a way shook up the world of boxing this past week Yes. yes. So while we're doing this show, if you don't agree with their pound for pound list, like if you think we've said like a name that shouldn't be on there or shouldn't be ranked that high, drop it in the comments. Cause no, I want to be, be cool. What? Cause if yeah, you, be if, respectful. You, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if you're being outlandish or if you're like threatening me or whatever, then I'm going to take a flight to wherever you are. And we don't want to do that. Okay. That's no need for that. But no, I just think Jesus as well. I'm talking uh, shit. <laughs> Give a shout out to Jesus because Jesus is always yes. rocking with us as well. We do appreciate you guys dropping comments and we want to get like, if you got quick time to drop like 10 names on the comment list, we'll read it out. <laughs> we'll actually read it out. Um, but you know what? We're going to go from uh 10 to one yes. um, for our pound for pound list. Um, and I feel like we have to, we have to answer this before we get into it. Who Joey performed T. better Spence or Fulton? 
expense. Oh. Uh, sure. No, actually, I don't know. That's a good question. Joby, <laughs> let Yo, me think about it. That's Yobi a good question. just stumping us out the gate. Okay. Uh, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I... I could be a I could be a jerk and be like, does it matter? But I, to answer the question, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. That's you hard. know you know what I think it was. Damn, I'm legitimately stumped. That's like I hope you're subscribed, Jovi. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's yes, a good ass question. And he's laughing at us now, Jovi. We want to know what you're thinking. Who do you think had the better performance? I right away said Spence because. I just think like Spence is a little bit more elite, but yeah, I am PK, uh, one of our regulars. Thank you so much for rocking with us today. He said Fulton had the better performance. I think Fulton got more rounds on the scorecards by the judges. He, he got, he got, everyone gave uh, Fulton round seven of that fight. And one judge also gave him round five. Whereas I think all three judges in the Spence Crawford fight gave him one round. I know two, at least two gave him round one and somebody else gave him another round. I definitely gave him round seven and got killed for it by Inouye fans. Uh, that's a story for well, another just time. Did as well, which, you know, but I, I, I agree that uh, as Jovi follows up here before we get into our pound for pound list, that Spence looked more beat up. Uh, he was also knocked down three times. Um, but I feel like he showed a little bit more fight, whereas Fulton, not that he wasn't trying, but he was more hesitant, looked more confused, whereas Spence was kind of trying to go for broke, but nothing was there because Crawford was so good. Cool boy Steph, I think, gave Inouye, and you should give Inouye respect, but he gave him like too much respect where he wasn't letting his hands go, whereas mm -hmm. Spence was trying to get it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Spence like try to change his game plan midway through, and you're like, that's still not going to work, Spence. Like, you know, like it just wasn't his night in the ring. Um We'll stick with Jovi because, you know, Jovi's bringing some heat. We are going to get into the pound for pound list. Uh, as I mentioned before, hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. And uh, if you don't agree with us on our list or you think we missed someone, please let us know because this is why we're doing this list. Uh, Jovi says Fulton survived more than pushing to win whatever you like more. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I mean, but they both got their ass kicked, so it is what it is. All right. Let's start number 10. <laughs> who, wants, yeah. who, who should go first? Um, I think you should go first. Cause I mean, I, I usually, I usually do this, right? Actually, you know what? Yeah. You go first. Wow. I thought you were going to go first. Do you want me to? Sure. Okay. I'll go first. Only because the phone's ringing by me. So you should go first. Landlines. Brian <laughs> living in a 2000 right now. Um, all right. So my number 10 on the pound for pound list is actually Teofimo Lopez. Uh, was the champ at 135. Of course, like people were like, he's not actually undisputed because there was that other belt. But he did his thing, uh, beat Lomachenko. I had him at number 10. And then he just recently beat Josh Taylor, has one of the best resumes in boxing, period. When you take a look at the fact that he's beat Nakatani, he's beat Richard Comey, he beat Sander Martin, Lomachenko. Now he has Josh Taylor on the list. Like His resume stands up by himself. And I think after his last performance, he makes it on my pound for pound list number 10 for you brian the exact same person <laughs> tell people lopez i wonder how much overlap we're going to have i don't think it'll be every single spot but similarly look i thought tell lopez was a pound for pound top 10 guy before he lost to george campbell so it's off the strength of what i thought was a fairly convincing Vasily lomachenko win i think he's still the only person to beat lomachenko without debate Right, without much debate, because there there's a small section of people who think that Lomachenko won that fight or was more mm -hmm. competitive in it. But I thought 
Teofimo Lopez won that and Lomachenko took too long to get going, etc. You could argue the same for Haney, but I thought Lopez was more convincing. And the way he beat Josh Taylor, look, I thought that he was going to either knock out Josh Taylor or lose on the cards by a pretty comfortable distance. Um, and he ended up winning by decision, outboxing him. I felt like he could have stopped Josh Taylor late, maybe. We talked about I think that a little so. bit. There was, there was a few times where I'm like, oh, Teofimo Lopez is about to get him up and out of there. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, like his performance was so good, and nobody had ever stopped Josh Taylor. Yeah. But he made him look like that in the ring. And um, going back to what you were saying, like before he lost to George Cambosis Jr., also with my list, I'm also thinking about like, Teofimo Lopez brings viewers to television. Like, if he's fighting, I know people want to watch him. You're factoring in star power. Yeah, I bet I'm definitely factoring a little bit of star power, not all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's it important has... to clarify because people will be like, oh, star power doesn't make, you know, pound for pound, whatever. But it does, though, because people want to check for you. Like, if you're a pound for pound, the number one boxer in the world, you better be someone that's well liked. You can't be like you should some, be cared about. You should be cared yeah, about. Yeah, people should be yeah. talking about you. Um, That's let's go to uh, makeshift twenty three right quick. Uh, I think it's non negotiable to have Bud, Inouye, and Usyk as the top three pound for pound. I have Bud as number one, but what I don't like is how people are acting like Inouye or Usyk don't have a chance of being number one. We'll get to that. Yeah, as we get to the, to further down uh, the whatever. Uh, IMPK says maybe we should break down pound for pound formula. So let's do that. We both have Teofimo Lopez number 10, and we're going to try to move this along after. Pound for pound formula, um, for me, uh, I would just say I, I don't put like there are people who put a lot of stock into they won, you know, titles in different weight classes, whatever. And that's part of it for me, but it also depends on, I guess, the main thing I look for is convincing victories. Right. And it helps when you do that at different weight classes. But the thing with Terrence Crawford, who we'll get to, is when he beats guys, they're not close fights. Roy Jones Jr. back in the day, when he would beat guys that even when they would say, oh, they're not up to the skill level, whatever. But he beat them so badly. Like, that's how you would want someone who's elite to beat B-level fighters. Right. Like, he was so good at that. Felix Trinidad for a while when he was on his welterweight run. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's just how you beat guys it doesn't necessarily mean winning by knockout all the time either you can win you can outbox your way to a beautiful convincing decision as pernell whitaker used to do often as floyd mayweather was doing in the second half the money half of his career as opposed to the pretty boy floyd one where he was stopping people more often but that's something i look at and then yeah winning titles in multiple weight classes helps but if you dominate your weight class then that also helps too but since it's pound for pound if you had a recent loss, it's it's a little bit tougher for me to like just sort of keep you there um, unless the loss was highly competitive. And again, you have to factor in that only 10 guys make the list. So there's only but so Tough. much you want it. We're going to have some omissions I, here that you're going to be like, whoa, what about this person? I have a number 11 that I wanted to put on the list and I didn't. And I Same. and now I'm like, do I put him on the list? I might make a game time decision <laughs> because <laughs> I might slot him in. Um, but now I feel like it's too late because I've done my number 10. Um, but I am PK. Thank you for doing that, because I think people wonder about criteria. Um, for me, it's like how you're beating dudes. Right. Number one, like, are you knocking them out? Are you finishing them? How are you beating them? Are you beating them by a landslide? So your performance in the ring matters. Resume matters. That's a part of my yes. criteria as well. Who do Same. you have on your resume? Um, how many belts do you have <laughs> in that division? Are you owning that division? And then my fifth is star power. Um, it's not the most important, but I think you should be cared about. Um, you should be a name in boxing. 
And sometimes there's people on the list that don't make the list that should, that don't have bigger names. And we'll, we'll get to that. Um, you know, since I went with number 10 first, uh, why don't you go with your number nine? I know it's going to be different than mine. Snake draft style. My number nine is actually going to be uh, makeshift leaves another comment. And uh, number nine for me is actually Jermel Charlo. <laughs> <laughs> mine's Jermel Charlo stop it stop, stop it like why, why do we have the same list right now I thought okay so here's the thing you thought right? I was gonna leave him off the list no I just didn't know you had him at number nine too because oh. like listen you guys know the background story but like I don't know and I'm not gonna put you on blast here but I don't know how big of a fan Brian is of Charlo but I've always been saying, I, like, I we can't leave Jermel off the list. We cannot. I respect, I respect both those dudes a ton and have covered their fights when they've come to the Barclays Center uh, several times. Uh, and sometimes it just come through to just be at the fights at Barclays Center several times. My only thing with the Charlos is I would like for them to be more active. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's really it. And that's really a testament to their greatness because you, you don't want them fighting, or anybody, fighting once a year in their prime, right? And that was my thing with Terrence Crawford for a while. There goes the landline again. So uh, Jermel Charlo, that's my number nine undisputed Super Welterweight champion. All right. So Jermel Charlo is also my number nine. We did not make this list together on the phone or none like that. Uh, undisputed, he, that first uh, fight with Brian Castellano, he draw, dominated the second. He also has Jason Rosario on the list. That's not a guy that's no slouch. Uh, knocked out t Tony Harrison to get his revenge. Uh, Austin Trout, Erickson Lubin, Charles Hatley. Like he has names on his resume. And I think when people talk about the pound for pound list, they always tend to leave Jermel off. And I think that's a red flag. <laughs> like if you're going to leave Jermel off this list when he's undisputed, you shouldn't be making a list, in my opinion. Um, so uh, Jermel Charlo is my number nine. So, so far, Brian has uh, Teofimo Lopez number 10. I have Teofimo Lopez number 10. And we both have Jermel Charlo number nine. I hope number eight is not the same because there's no <laughs> point to do this list. Number eight for me is Gervonta Tank and Davis. <laughs> is, do you have him as number eight? Oh my That's God. That's my number eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gervonta to me. Okay. So I do have a lightweight that is ahead of him in the rankings. I won't say where yet. Obviously it's Devin Haney because he's undisputed. However, <laughs> I do believe that Gervonta Tank Davis is the best lightweight in the world. The way that he fought Ryan Garcia. I know people are like, there's some people that hate on Ryan Garcia and is like, he's not that great, but he's got speed as well. He was like, so tactical in that fight, the way that he got that TKO victory came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? He kind of reels you in and like gets the knockout. I love watching Tank fight and Leo Santa Cruz. Like people sleep on how good Leo Santa Cruz was and Javante Tank Davis put him to sleep. Leo Santa Cruz is like one of my favorite boxers. And what he did to him was like unreal. So Javante Tank Davis, um, he's must watch pay-per-view. He's much must watch television. He's one of the most exciting boxers He's number eight on my pound for pound list. And I'm not going to lie. He's to me, the best lightweight in the world. So uh, Brian, if you want to give your number eight and say it again. Gervonta <laughs> Tank Davis. I can't believe we've agreed on the first three people. Um, I do think we agree more than we disagree, but I just cannot believe like this is what it is. But I also want to highlight that he has not only been dominant at this weight, but also won titles uh, as super featherweight, featherweight. And uh, super lightweight, which, you know, he had that brief cameo there beating Mario Barrios, came back down. I think he's going to be at 140 again at some point. Uh, there's talk about 
Uh, somebody else who we'll talk about later on this list. Now you're in a way potentially fighting Javante Davis in like a fan super fight, which is a testament to how good Inoue is and how dominant he's been in those lower weight classes. But I I think very highly of Javante Davis' overall skill level. I think the power overshadows how sharp he can be in other areas of boxing in terms of fighting on the inside, doing even a little bit of work on the outside as he did against Isak Cruz. And defensively, he was pretty sharp against Ryan Garcia as well. I thought that he fought and executed an excellent game plan. I think very highly of him uh, in the ring. And I think that he can shoot up this list even further, uh, especially if we get a potential uh, unification bout with uh, somebody else who we're going to talk about. Who's number se- is my number seven is my turn, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. We're staying in a lightweight division I, I, for mine. If, we're okay. staying in a lightweight division. Ooh, okay. So yes. mine's different. So okay. okay. We have our first, we have our first different one. We might have the same names though, but my number seven is Devin Haney. And I know the win over Vasily Lomachenko is questionable to a lot of people, but I think that Devin Haney, I mean, look. He sort of beat the guy who beat the guy in the division. He beat George Cambosos, which I hate, you know, one of the more shocking uh, unified champions that we've probably had recently, uh, given the win over Teofimo Lopez. But Devin Haney um, right now is undisputed champion, and I don't see how you leave undisputed champion off a pound-for-pound list. And I think he could beat anybody in this weight class, but I would not favor him against Javante Davis. But for now, because he's undisputed, he's on this list. And he's going to be moving up, reportedly, to fight Regis Progre, who's arguably the top guy at 140, although Teofimo Lopez now has something to say about that. Yes. Uh, for the WBC title later this year. So Devin Haney versus uh, Regis Progre is a fight that we're going to be talking about uh, probably in the weeks to come. And uh, that Devin Haney's my number seven right now. All right, so I'm seeing a lot of your guys' comments, and I do want to read them out because I think this is a good conversation to be had. Uh, Yimmy, by the way, Yimmy, thanks for hopping on, dropping a comment. We appreciate you. He said, Tank, he's not even the top boxer in his own division and holds a fake belt. Never fought the top champion in any weight class, never unified, and been fighting weak opponents. All right, Yimmy, this is the one thing I want to say. Remember what people were saying about Bud? (laughs) Remember they were like, Bud didn't have the resume, but Bud was knocking dudes out. And, yeah. like, you can't say he hasn't knocked, uh, like, fought anybody. He fought Leo Santa Cruz. Like, that's a guy that's been a champion in multiple weight classes, right? So I do think he has fought somebody. And um, I just think that at the same time, Yimmy says he's a – sorry, I'm getting a call. Um, <laughs> uh, Yimmy is saying, um, you know, that – sorry, I was going to call it. Take his immediate high drop. I don't think so, though. Like They were the saying that... this about Terrence Crawford. They were saying <laughs> – Look, I people were telling people were telling me about that. People were telling me that now you're in a way is a media hype job leading into last week. So I just don't, I don't buy that. I think Tank is for real, and again, he's got titles in multiple weight classes, and I think there's going to be a lot of revisionist history about Naya in a way and Bud Crawford now that they did what they did. But a lot of people, not saying you, Yimmy, or anybody else commenting or watching, but a lot of people were 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 picking the other side because they thought that. Bud was a hype job that yeah uh, in a way was a hype job in a way that I think some people may be trying to take away from Javante Davis in a similar matter who has accomplished some things in boxing and multiple weight classes and I think that if you put him in a fight with anybody in his division right now he'd be the favorite to win that fight which is a testament to how good he's been um and how some people may feel about Devin Haney coming off that last performance but I still think both of those guys are very high level, and I would love to see that fight, though I'm not sure we're ever going to get it. 
you know what? Um, I want to go back to another comment here um, because I can't, I can't pronounce this. Um, maybe you can, Brian, because uh, you speak Spanish, right? Is it Spanish? I don't know. Uh, El Pinche. Uh, I think he's trying to say Okay, it. El Pinche. It, it, but, okay. But the, I, but the X is... But the X is so it's not uh, swearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got, oh, okay, I got it. Okay, he said, okay. where is the spec for um, El Gallo Estrada? Uh, much more accomplished than Davis. Listen, if I was making like my favorites list of like mm. personal favorites, he'd be on there. <laughs> Like, no doubt about it, he would be on here. You're also dropping a lot of heat. Um, and Leo was a little featherweight. Knocking him out is not a big... I don't know. I was really high on Leo Santa Cruz. I no, still Leo am. was good. Yeah, like, he's still one of my favorite boxers. Maybe I'm being biased. But nonetheless, we appreciate you dropping a comment. Um, no, but Leo, Leo's legit. I mean, look, the first card I ever covered in person, Carl Frampton, Leo Santa Cruz, Barclays Center 2016. Like, Leo was legit. He lost that fight, and I thought it was a very competitive fight. Then they had the rematch later that year. Like, Leo Santa Cruz legit and accomplished a lot of featherweight. I'm not, I'm not one of, you're not going to get me to say a boxer is trash. You're just, I'm yeah. just not going to do that. Like, these guys, what these men and women do for a living, I'm not doing that. Um, so, I mean, that, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but you get where I'm going. So, there we have. Uh, did you give your number seven? Oh no, sorry. It's just, <laughs> but you know, I was just getting back to some so, messages so, here. Okay, okay so uh, my to number recap, seven. To recap, real quick, because we went on for a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna speed this up because we're twenty minutes in already. Yeah. Both <laughs> of our ten, nine, and eight is the same. It's Teofimo Lopez. It's Jamel Charlo. It's Javante Davis. My seven is Devin Haney for now. Your seven is. Okay, well, before I do that, someone said that this must be like an American list. And I was like, it's, it's not because I'm about to get international now. Uh, my number seven is Dimitri Bevel, uh, beat Canelo mm. 21 and 0 at light heavyweight. Um, also recently uh, had a very, very good fight against a guy um, where I think people were actually thinking that Bevel might lose that fight. But he had a really good fight in his last bout um, taking care of uh, Gilberto Ramirez. And um, listen, he's number seven on my list. And there's a guy that I didn't put on the list that I really, really wanted to. But I was looking at like activity and um, all of that as well, like how active you are. And we'll get into that later. But I have Dimitri Bevel as uh, number seven because I think that win over Canelo was absolutely massive. And when I take a look at that fight, the way he dominated one of the best boxers in the world. That was telling to me. So I have Dimitri Bevel number seven on my pound for pound list. What about you? I'm going to beat the American list allegations with uh, these next uh, few picks in a row. So that's a, that's a, that's a hint. Um, my number, what are we at? Six? Seven. Yes. Canelo Alvarez. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, and I guess I could spoil that. I have Dimitri Bevel higher than you do on this list. Because he beat Canelo Alvarez, and that's sort of another thing for me. If these two guys fight, like I know Canelo Alvarez accomplished uh, accomplished a lot more, but Bivol beat him, so I have to have Bivol higher on the list. That's just how I do it. Like, we, that's... We're, we're okay, we'll get into that because we're talking like multiple weight classes for Canelo. But go, go no, we your... are, and it's yeah. and it's more of a legacy thing. But also, like I, he he did not win more than three rounds in that fight, in my opinion, or something along those lines. Like it wasn't really that close. And on top of that, he didn't like he beat John Ryder considerably, and it wasn't a debate. But he didn't look awesome in that He's, fight. He was came back like he took a layoff. Like I'm not, I'm not even docking points for that necessarily. And I do think he's going to beat Charlo later this year. But because Bivol beat him, I'm going to have Bivol higher on the list, even though Canelo's accomplished a lot, et cetera. 
All right. Well, um, then it's getting, I guess it's my turn now. Um, we're going with number six, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So this is probably a little bit debatable for everyone right now, but I kept this guy on the list. Uh, it's Errol Spence Jr. I still think he's one of the best welterweights of all time. He's number six on my list. That one loss for Bud, you're arguably losing to the best pound-for-pound -pound boxer in the world. I have Spence as number six, and you take a look at his resume, uh, Lamont Peterson, Mikey Garcia, Danny Garcia, uh, your Dennis Ugas, what he has done in the welterweight division. Um, he has those names on his resume, and he was so dominant until this weekend, <laughs> right? And, and during this weekend, he got bodied. Like, let's call it what it is. Let's call it spade a spade. He did not look very good. But I think the fact that Bud Crawford is so good, it's not that Spence isn't good. It's that Bud is that good to make Spence look that way. That's what I think. Um, so I still have Errol Spence Jr. on my pound for pound list. He is number six. Um, he just lost to the best boxer in the world, in my opinion. What about you? Um, this would be your number five now, would it not, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'll reply to Gimme first because he says Bivol higher than a higher pound for pound of Canelo Bivol's one division. Thank you, Yimmy. Yimmy bringing the heat, yo. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Bivol beat him. I'll, and I'll, it wasn't I'll even that close. comment again, Yimmy. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to bring that comment back. <laughs> like, I, I don't care because Bivol beat him and it wasn't even close. And Bivol is actually my number five on this list. Because let's remember that he's not somebody who just won a title. He's actually been a champion at this weight class for a very long time. And I understand that it's one weight. But you could be dominant in your one weight class and be pound for pound. Uh, if you're dominant in said weight class. And I think he's clearly the best light heavyweight in the world. Uh, you have Errol Spence on your list. And he's somebody who dominated one weight class for the duration of his career up until this past weekend. So for me, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm having Bevo on this list at number five because he beat Canelo Alvarez and it wasn't even close. And I'm not putting Canelo Alvarez ahead of him on the list. I don't care. Okay. So let me put my phone down. <laughs> I was listening to you. It just, I'm getting all these messages. Okay. Um, we're at number five now. Correct. Did you do your number five yet? Bevo. Okay. My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad. Okay. My number five is Devin Haney. Uh, 30, you know, undisputed at lightweight uh, wins over Lomachenko beat George Cambosas twice. I know that Lomachenko fight uh, controversial. I think he got, enough done to get the victory uh when you take a look at what he's done at lightweight Devin's been very impressive uh the way he fights especially against guys there's been a lot of fights where he has dominated a lot of rounds very hard to touch him um and he's undisputed I have him at number five I know people might have him a little bit lower but I'm still high on Devin Haney I still think you know we talked about Tank in that division I think he's the best lightweight but I think Devin can still beat anyone in this division Lomachenko was not going to be an easy fight <laughs> I don't know why anyone thought that I don't know why people thought Devin was just going to go into the ring and just wash Loma Loma at one point before he lost to Teofimo Lopez was arguably the pound for pound guy too like you could have argued that before he lost to Teofimo Lopez so when people are like well you know Devin struggled against Loma and what like of course he was going to struggle against Loma. It's Lomachenko, like depending on how high you have him. Um, so yes, I do have Devin Haney as uh, pound for pound number five on my list. And um, I like him there at number five. I'm going to respond to this comment from Yimmy, who's been giving me a lot of shit this episode, but I appreciate <laughs> you, Yimmy. <laughs> I appreciate you for watching the show. Um, yeah. Uh, regarding uh, better BF. Um, I just don't think that better BF like, I mean, okay, he beat Anthony Yard, Joe Smith Jr., Marcus Brown, cool. 
Bivol beat Canelo Alvarez, and it wasn't even close. And then beat Gilberto Ramirez after that, somebody who a lot of people were high on going into that fight. And it wasn't even close. That was an even bigger ass-whooping than that. So I'm having Dimitri Bivol there. Um, how do you feel about generally, just a quick question, how do you feel about heavyweights as it relates to a pound-for-pound ranking? Because I don't think this list is just not historically, but I would say in some ways fair to heavyweights because it's like, oh, you have to win titles in multiple weight classes. But what if a heavyweight is beating everybody that they fight? Are they not allowed to be high on the pound-for-pound list? It just depends um, how you look at his wins, how you look at his skill, how he's dominating. It's based on your criteria. Uh, Al Pinche says Spence should not be on the top 10 fighters, should never get beat up like that. But I think Bud's that good. Spence is not on my list. Okay. Okay. He's he's still on my list. I know that was one of the guys that people were like, oh, my God, like, are you going to keep him on? I kept him on. I uh, he's, he's, he's still on. He's still on my list because I still think he beats – I, I still think he beats a lot of guys in the welterweight division. Probably. And, and even when he moves up, I still think, I think he beats guys at 154. I think he's just not beating Bud. No, Jovi T. I'm not copying her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not copying her. Um, this, this might be the best. This might be, he copies me a lot, Jovi. So I appreciate no, you calling him out. No, stop it. Um, I know, I know how, I know the reason I asked the heavyweight question is because number four, Tyson Fury uh, for me. And I know that's good. I know a lot of people are like just not going to be hearing that. But like when you beat Deontay Wilder, arguably three times, um, he beat Vladimir Klitschko years ago. And even lately, like, I mean, he beat Derek Chisora. And it's uh, I hate that he's fighting Francis Ngannou because now you have to try to separate. He's the best heavyweight in the world, arguably. Yeah. I would say that he still is. But also he's fighting Derek Chisora, Dillian White last year. And now Francis Ngannou, and it's like, but he also still beat Deontay Wilder, well, who, was okay. the, who was for a while the guy or one of the guys at the heavyweight division. Like, I don't see how you leave Tyson Fury off this list, and I want to see him fight Alexander Usyk, who we'll get to, but Tyson Fury, number four. And I don't oh. love it. I'm not going to lie to you, but I was looking at everyone else I have under, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? So Tyson Fury was my number 11. Um, and it's because of mm. what, what we've seen from him the that's last fair. year. That's fair. I, look, I think that's fair. Honestly, I'm not even I'm not even thinking that that's some bullshit. And yeah, I, I, I disagree, but I think that's totally fair. No, th- th- that was the one name at the beginning of the show. I said, listen, there's someone I left off my list and I don't feel good about it. It was Tyson Fury because I had him at number, number 11. And it's just what I've seen from him from the past year that's really pissed me off. Yeah, me too. Um, but I try, not fight- to fact- I try not to. But, and now he's in. fighting Francis Ngannou when I it's know. like, could you could you have just fought Usyk and like not done all of that? Like why? And I feel like now he's ducking Usyk because all of this stuff like that he's doing on social, and then he goes and fights Francis Ngannou and is just trying to get a check. He's also retired like a million times. Stop yes. it. Yes. So he doesn't make my top ten. But if he had stopped all of that and just fought Usyk, he probably would have got in my like sixth or fifth spot. Um, but I just had to bring him down because of like all of this, all of the antics and the fact that he's fighting Francis now. The last two opponents that he's fought, he did not make my top ten yeah. based on that. But he is arguably the best um, heavyweight in the world. And until he fights Oleksandr Usyk, though, we're not actually going to know who is. He's and, very, very frustrating. Very all right. Frustrating. So I don't my, love the pick, and I'm, I reserve the right to change my mind real quick, Yimmy, because he's still giving me the business at light heavyweight. <laughs> He said Callum Smith 
uh, better than Zerto. And uh, and what were you? Wait, and did you? Did you were what? What? What are you asking me here? <laughs> what be, uh, better BF did to Joe Smith compared to Bevel? Look, ultimately, I think Bevel and better BF if they fight, which I'm not sure they will because Bob Arum hasn't made it seem like that that fight is going to actually happen. But if they did, I think Bevel is winning that fight. All right, my number four. Um, people might not. Oh, hold on. This, this is good. Oh, you don't cut me off. Okay. Austin three thousand four says this. Francis is going to make the pop and pop list if he knocks out Fury. Uh, no, he, he won't. But. No, I'm kidding. He ain't going to knock out Fury. That's, that's the only way he's going to beat him, though, is if he knocks him out, right? That's the, He's not going to outbox him. Like, let's be serious here. All right, my number four, uh, people might not agree with this one, but I've got Canelo Alvarez in the fourth spot. 59-2-2 and two is only two losses are Money Mayweather and Dimitri Bivol. Uh, he's done it in multiple weight classes. Uh, you mentioned what Bivol did to him. That was a weight class that he was moving up that he's obviously too small for. Um, you know what I mean? He was about to become a four division champion. Um, he was about to do things that we had never seen before. And then we even had a conversation about him fighting Archer better be after like, we thought that he was going to get through Bevel, but the fact of the matter is Canelo's resume speaks for itself. Yes. And everyone's going to go back to that John Ryder fight. Listen, he was, he just had surgery on his wrist and he was coming back. He had never taken a long layoff. He was also the busiest boxer at one point in the, in the world. He was fighting like three times a year and he was the pound for pound boxer. His resume speaks for itself. Those two losses are not two bad losses to have. And I've never been a boxing fan where, listen, all my favorite fighters have a loss. <laughs> like you talk about the greatest fighters in the world. They Trinidad, have a loss. Cotto, Roy listen, Jones. They all have losses. Like, you know, so I couldn't leave Canelo off the top five because his resume speaks for itself. And what he's done, like his impact in boxing as well, and how good he's been for so long, it's ridiculous. Like the guy has 59 wins. There's no way I'm leaving him off the top five. And um, we're only like a year or two removed from when everyone was saying he was pound for pound. Um, I'm, I'm guessing there's um, some comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, oh. Yimmy. I brought you here. El Pinche says. Um, tell me if I'm saying your name right too. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just Yemi Canelo got the best resume in boxing. See, me and Yemi are kind of agreeing on he this right now. He, yes. he, probably, you, he probably does, but he does have that loss of Dimitri Bivol. Who cares? Like, who he was moving up to 175, a weight class that he was smaller in, um, that we knew he was going to, but going into that fight, he was still the favorite. And everything he did before that should not be like discarded just because he has that one loss. Like, that's crazy to me. Okay, that's wild to me. Um, so, so we we honestly get, get, get his ass, Yimmy. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, we hustle man just comments this Crawford in a way Usyk. We could just accelerate the top three right yes, now. Yes, that is Do, my top three. Okay, so that's our top three. So we both have Terrence Crawford one, in a way two, Alexander Usyk third, and then for me I have Fury behind. You have Canelo Alvarez behind. Um, we we'll I'll put up the whole list after. Uh, make, we might even make a graphic if we feel like it, but we'll see. Um, but that that's that's what we're we're talking about here in terms of pound for pound number one. And we probably didn't do it in the cleanest way possible in terms of the reveal. But like, I don't think there's uh, not not much of a debate. But like, I would say Crawford, if you have in a way number one, by all means, feel free to do that and let me know your case because I would gladly hear it because there is one. If you have Alexander Usyk number one, who was the formerly best cruiserweight in the world now has the most titles at heavyweight 
and I think has a chance of beating Tyson Fury, though I would still favor Tyson Fury in that fight, by all means. I don't think Terrence Crawford is anywhere below number one, though, in the world. Like, he's amazing. He, before this fight, people were questioning his resume, and I would point out, hey, kind of like Roy Jones Jr. back in the day, he's beating these guys by a lot. Like, there's not one close fight on there. And against Errol Spence, that's the most, that's one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in boxing. Uh, Errol Spence losing like that to Terrence Buck Crawford. So for me, I think Terrence Crawford's number one. Uh, now you're in a way who is dominating the lower weight classes, who I think can go up to featherweight if he feels like it and potentially unify there. I don't know if he'd be undisputed, get all the belts. Like, we'll see how long that takes. But I think he could be a force up to maybe super featherweight. People are talking about Inoue Lomachenko. I don't think that's going to happen, but sign me up if that were if that were a fantasy fight that actually takes place. I don't think so, though. And uh, Alexander Usyk has accomplished a lot in a short time, and I want him to fight Tyson Fury after he beats Danny Dubois later this month and after Tyson Fury beats Francis Agano in October. Let's do Usyk and Fury and let's stop all the bullshit. Please. We got a bunch of comments. And because I have the same top three as you, um, let's do the comments and then I'll explain my top three as well. Um, Joe VT, uh, thanks for rocking with us, man. He dropped his top 20. <laughs> we Where? love that. I love that um, in the comments. So he had Bud number one in a Jesus. way, number two. I'm not reading all three. all 20, but like I like the list. He has Sha we'll talk. Shakur didn't make either of our lists, but he was one of my very last cuts. Yeah. I just. Someone pointed out, I think it was IMPK, does he have a signature win or he doesn't have a signature win? I think his best win is Oscar Valdez. And I think to make pound for pound top 10, I would like to see a little bit more. Now, he's calling out Lomachenko, calling out Devin Haney. We'll see what actually happens there. I think if he beats Lomachenko, who's another guy I left off the list because, well, the Devin Haney loss. Um, and before that, he had the uh, Teofimo Lopez loss. So that's a little bit tough to stay pound for pound after that. The ring still has him there and other people yeah. do. And I get that. I totally understand that. But for me, Shakur Stevenson, Lomachenko, Errol Spence are like my outside looking in. We'll see what they do before the end of the year. If Errol Spence fights again, he would probably have to beat Terrence Crawford in a rematch to get back on the list for yeah. me. But some people leave him on and I get that because he was the most dominant welterweight in the world for years. Yeah, and he had the names on his resume as well. That's why I kept Spence on my list because it's like you're losing arguably to the best boxer in the world. Uh, Alexander Usyk, 20-0. Uh, and 0. Listen, he cleaned out the cruiserweight division, came into a fight with Anthony Joshua, and uh, people thought he was going to be the smaller man and just dominated. And I think that was a really telling moment for Alexander Usyk where I was like, man, he's a smaller heavyweight, but the way that he moves around the ring, his skill – I want to see him against Tyson Fury so we can actually find out who is the true best heavyweight in the world. But no doubt about it, Alexander Usyk, what he's done in his career, number three for me. And then you got like you got a guy like Inouye, which um, listen for five days he was number one because when he beat Stephen Fulton the way that he did, and that's coming from someone that was really high on Stephen Fulton. I still am. I just think Inouye is in a different lane. Like after what I saw. Um, in that fight with Cool Boy, like his speed was too much, his power was ridiculous. Like Fulton could not figure out a different game plan to be in a way because in a way is that good, and he's done it in multiple weight classes. And he just knocked off the guy at 122 pounds, uh, moving up in weight. So in a way, number two for me. And then Terrence Bud Crawford, like a perfect 40 and 0, just TKO the best welterweight in the world, dropped him three times. <laughs> Like, who would have thought? Um, and he's also been undisputed at uh, light welterweight as well. Like, this is a guy that's been doing it. And I'm so happy for Bud 
that was my one takeaway from that fight. It was just that everyone kept knocking him and saying that he wasn't the best welterweight, that it was Spence. And he just kept his head down and was like, I'm going to show you guys. And he did it. Like he showed the world that he was the best that night. And it was really, I was so happy to see that. So yeah, we definitely have the first uh, three that are the same. Uh, Number one, Terrence Bud Crawford. Number two is Inouye. Number three, Alexander Usyk. And then mine and Brian's list starts to get a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but some similar names are on the list. I do want to mention a couple of guys I left out that didn't make it. I mentioned Tyson Fury uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, I mentioned why, because of the antics. And now that he's fighting Francis Ngannou. And I feel like when he didn't take that fight with Usyk and there was all those antics, I feel like he was ducking him. Uh, that's just me. But you could also argue that he is the best heavyweight in the world. You could easily argue that. Shakur Stevenson, um, I think he needs more names on his resume for him to get up in there. If he fought Loma and beat Loma, boom, in there. Yeah, he'd he's be, close. He's very yeah, close. He, he, would, he would definitely be there. Um, and there were some other names as well. Uh, you know, Josh Taylor was a guy that was undisputed not too long ago. After what Tiofuma Lopez does, I think he's moved down lower to like 18 to 20. Um, but he was someone that, yeah, like he's not that high on my list. I also really, really like, uh, I want to see what better BF uh, does. <laughs> I want to see better BF back in the ring. And he was a guy that I wanted to put on my list, actually. He's hurt um, now, so we yeah, won't see him again but, for a while. But he missed my list um, as well. So, my and sure. then Lomachenko. Uh, Lomachenko was still a guy that I was thinking about in my head putting on this list because I still think he's one of the best boxers in the world. He just doesn't crack my top 10 and almost beat Devin Haney, right? there. It was controversial, uh, but Loma was a guy that at one point he was like one or two for me, pound for pound, like a few years ago. Yeah, my my, my toughest omissions were Shakur, Lomachenko, Errol Spence. Um, better BF to a lesser degree, but I think he's sniffing around there too. I would just like to see him beat some better guys at this weight class. I want to see want to see better BF versus Bivol. I want to see Usyk versus Tyson Fury. Um, you know, Gervonta Davis versus... Not Chris Colbert <laughs> next, which was a rumor. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but well, let's see Javante Davis beat or, or face uh, Devin Haney. See if he beats him. See if Devin Haney could actually withstand that. But Haney looks like he's going to go to 140. Uh, but he also wants to hold the title hostages with a uh, hostage, which Shakur Stevenson does not appreciate. Shakur uh, Stevenson seems really anxious to 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 like sort of make his stake his claim at lightweight which you know i find admirable and i want to see i want to see i think that's that's a great fight if shakur stevenson could get lomachenko i think that would be exceptional um if he gets george cambosos i would understand it though i kind of feel like we all know how that's going to go with respect to george cambosos but shakur stevenson's on another level but yeah i think he's shakur stevenson he's going to be on the pound for pound list if he isn't already some people already have him on which i understand mm -hmm. he's going to be on mine you know my, i'm not saying mine matters more or whatever like who cares but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, he's going to – he'll make mine as long as he continues on the trajectory. I think he's potentially a pound-for-pound, pound, like, top five, top three, maybe even number one someday. He's that level of good. He just has to continue to prove it and continue to show out. He beat uh, Shishiro Yoshino. I don't even know if I got the first name right. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a knockout that I didn't expect. I thought he was going to outbox him to the cars because Yoshino's tough, and he obliterated his ass at lightweight. And Shakur kind of reminds me of Terrence Bud Crawford, where it's like they're very skilled and – you think that the weight is going to be a concern moving up and they actually get stronger 
moving up in weight, which happens to some guys because they have to cut less weight. Everyone's body is different. And I think Shakur Stevenson. But also I think uh, Shakur is a young guy. So I think his power is like, he's growing into his body. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he's really growing into his body now where the power is coming with it as well. Where at one point we were like, where's that power? Um, so I think it's one of those things as well. Um, so that is our pound for pound list. Uh, we've been rocking with you guys for almost 45 minutes now. So it's been a good show. It went a little bit slower than I thought, but this was a list that I think had to be made. And uh, Brian, we had some were the same midway through. It got a little bit mixed up, but we had a lot of the same names on the list. To recap, I didn't have time to type it up and put it up here. So we'll make a graphic at some point because none of none of the fights coming up are going to be that consequential to at least the male pound for pound list. The female one this weekend, Amanda Serrano. We should fight. make one. We should make a few. We should make a woman's pound for pound list. Yeah. But if we were going to add a woman onto this list. I wanted to put Clarissa Shields on here. <laughs> I wanted to put Clarissa Shields on this list so badly. So we should definitely make a woman's pound for pound list. I don't know if the UFC was doing that now. Uh, they were doing that before, though. They had. They may still be doing it to put a woman on the pound for pound list. I would have had Amanda Nunes uh, very, very high uh, before she retired. Um, in so, by the way, she retired in Van City. That was right, right, cool. right. Yeah. Um, top 10 pound for pound. I'm going to go one through 10. This was my order uh, to recap. Terrence Crawford. Now you're in a way, Alexander Usyk, Tyson Fury, Dimitri Bivol. I don't love that number four, but, you know, don't kill me too much because I admit, I'm admitting to you, like, I don't love it, but I just feel like it makes sense. Um, six through ten, Canelo Alvarez, Devin Haney, Gervonta Davis, Jamal Charlo, Teofimo Lopez. I guarantee that this list, I'm going to have a different list by the end of the year. I think a couple of things are going to happen that will probably cause me to change, like, one or two things. All right, my list, uh, one through 10. Number one, Terrence Bitta Crawford. Number two, Inoue. Number three, Usyk. Uh, number four, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, do not res disrespect Canelo there. Uh, number five, Devin Haney. Number six, uh, some people are not probably going to agree, but I still got Errol Spence Jr. on my list. Uh, you know, dominant in the welterweight division. He just lost to the best boxer in the world, in my opinion. Number seven, Dimitri Bivol. Number eight, Gervonta Tank Davis. Number nine is Jermel Charlo. And number 10, Teofimo Lopez. So that is my list. A lot of the same names on there. Um, but nonetheless, we would love to get your list. Drop them in our comments. We're going to go through all the comments after the show as well. And we'll try to get back to you guys. And we just want to say, if you dropped a comment, if you hit that like and subscribe button, if you tuned in, thank you so much for rocking with us. We're going to have another live this weekend because there's some fights coming up. And listen, it's, it's a busy weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, and Amanda Serrano, Heather Hardy, and also if you're new to the channel, we interviewed Heather Hardy um, several weeks ago. This was uh, early on in training camp uh, before this Amanda Serrano fight. So go check out our conversation with Heather Hardy. That was uh, fairly recent, and we talked about fighting Amanda Serrano the first time and some of the things that she had to go through in camp that were mm -hmm. very um, unflattering. I would say uh got pretty deep there and we also had some fun uh some fun at the end with the mandatory with maze where she i looked at this clip yesterday chantel where she talked about like the things that she doesn't like about new brooklyn and we asked her what's the fight that she wants most before she retires so there was that so make sure you check that out the heather hardy uh uh interview uh maybe take should we take two three more minutes to just get some questions uh yeah questions sure, out there? Yeah, yeah yeah okay so we have one. Somebody asked me if I was Puerto Rican, and I am. Soy Boricua. You already know. Um, so there's that. I'm going to... Let me see. We can put some things on the screen here. 
Here's one from Awesome in 3000. One, can anyone from 135 to 154 beat Spence that is not name Crawford? I'm not sure Spence could either. <laughs> After I saw what I saw. Um, I I think this is what this is what I think should tell. Um, Crawford could beat Errol Spence again. Let's call it December because that's what Errol Spence is saying. 154, whatever. I do think Errol Spence is more competitive at 154. I think 147 is probably too much for him, but I still think Terrence Crawford beats him uh, at 154. And I think what Terrence Crawford could legitimately do is bank whatever he's going to bank in that fight. I think Canelo's going to beat Charlo in September with respect yes. to Charlo. Um, I think Charlo will have moments in that fight because he's Charlo's really good, pound for pound level, right? But Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez still. And then I think sometime next year, Terrence Crawford could move up or stay at 154 at that point because he probably he, the he said it was hard for him to cut too. That's what he said. He said it was hard for him to cut too. He's stronger than people think. And fight Jermel Charlo, win undisputed 154, right off into the sunset. You could retire right then and there, Terrence Crawford. Honestly, I don't think he'd want to though. I don't think so like, either. <laughs> he still got it, yo. He still got it. I don't think so. Um, but but I think that's the, that. Those should be his next two fights: beat Errol Spence again, then beat Jermel Charlo for undisputed one fifty four. You know what I think? Um, I think Canelo is going to beat Jermel, and then I think the winner. Um, I mean the loser. Like I think Spence and uh, Jermel should fight. Whoever wins that fight should fight. Um, but but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that that's something that could happen. I just think I think Spence can beat Jermel. I'm still really high on Spence. Um, you think they I fight think, each other though? I don't think so at this point. No. But I think that was a fight that was going to happen at one point. Um, so too close, too close. I wouldn't want to fight. I wouldn't want to fight like any of my really, really, really good friends. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes that happens though. Like you know what I mean? No, like, no, no, gotta... I know. no, no. Of course, like of course, it happens all the time. It's competitive. I'm just I'm just I would, saying... I would fight you in the ring. <laughs> We're, we're not in the same weight class, first of all. I, that's true. I would have to, you would have to cut. You'd have to cut. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to like, I would have, yeah. I would have to like, I don't I have to put on a lot of weight actually. I'd have to put on like. No, yeah. I'd have to cut to a weight that I haven't been in a really, really, really long time. I'm good now. Like I'm, this is the, this is the most fit I've been in years. Um, not that I wasn't ever, but I'm, I'm one of these people that's always working out. So whatever. Yimmy, another question. Do we think. Do we need, rather, sorry, uh, a pound-for-pound pound top 15 instead of a top 10 because there's a lot of talent? I mean, you just – there's ten, there's a pound-for-pound pound top 10, and 10 make the list, and not everyone can get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's just tough. Like, these lists are tough because not everyone can go. Uh, if I were extended to 15, then some of the names that we talked about, Aerospence would be there, Shakur Stevenson would be there, Lomachenko would be there, um, uh, Better BF would be there, and Juan Francisco Estrada, who – uh, it was talked about in the chat earlier. He probably would be there coming off those wins against Carlos Cuadras, uh, Chocolatito as well. Um, El Pinche says, are you still high on Danny Garcia? I am, but I just want to see what else he can do at the 154 pound weight class because we've only seen him fight one time <laughs> uh, since getting into that weight class. And it's like, when is he going to fight, right? Um, there was rumors that he was going to fight Arislandi Lara. Was that the rumor that he was going to fight Lara? Am I wrong? Yeah, so Danny Garcia was supposed to, uh, I'm not going to say supposed to fight like it was signed or whatever, but the rumor for a long time, and I was told this also from people who would know that there were some preliminary talks about Eris Lara, Danny Garcia in August that just didn't materialize for whatever reason. Um, Danny Garcia hasn't fought since last July. Eris Lara uh, has also not really been the most active. 
And that's a fight that I would love to see. I like Aristotle Lara, but there hasn't been any sort of update on that front. Maybe the fight gets made before the end of the year. But again, the inactivity with guys, like I just, I would like to see guys fight at least twice a year. You know, and it was was on the schedule. It was like it was never it was never signed uh, like there was never a press release or anything like that. And but that was something that was on like expected to be August 5th around this time. or whatever. And, you know, it's just not happening. Yeah, I think I also think Danny Garcia is one of those guys like he was a beast at 140 and in the welterweight division like we didn't really see him. I mean, look what Spence did to Danny Garcia. Right. And I mentioned this. It was like a tune up fight. Um, <laughs> like Spence got in a car accident and took Danny Garcia for a two-up fight. Like that was wild to me because I've always been um really big on Danny Garcia. So I just yeah. want to see what he does at 154. Um, and there's also another guy that's like creeping that no one's really talking about. It's like, what is Keith Thurman going to be doing next? Um, that's a conversation hopefully, for another time. But hopefully yeah. not fighting Clarissa Shields. If you <laughs> please, please don't do that. Please, one time. We don't I, need to see that. I don't. I don't think he wants to either. But Clarissa Shields really wants that. She's talking about doing a training camp with Shakur Stevenson or whatever. Clarissa Shields is bored, yo. So yeah. get her. Get her a real fight. Um, Hustle Man comments. Boxing has to do the super six every division to see who is the best each their weight class. Hustle Man, you and I. Come on, bro. Like, listen, I want I want there to be more boxing tournaments. That's my biggest takeaway. We were talking about last year if there was a if there was a heavyweight tournament, you could make you could find eight guys or whatever the case may be. And like you could do this in every weight class. If you could do it, doesn't have to be uh super six or whatever. I love the world boxing super series when they were doing it. I there hasn't been one in a long time, so I don't know if they're still gonna be doing it. There was supposed to be one at women's super featherweight, and you know, it doesn't look like this is gonna be the case now. But I, I I hope that um I hope that we get more tournaments in boxing. One more question. Uh so we can end this. Uh we gotta go. Oh, actually, this is a good one. Who is currently your top prospect from IMPK 13? I have to think about that. That's a tough question. I am PK 13. I might get back to you on that. Cause there's a few that I'm like, Ooh, I'm trying not to say Keyshawn Davis, but man, it's hard to beat that resume when you're not even 10 fights into your career. He's going to, he's coming up in, in, in that, in that weight class. Like he's going to be one of the names that we're going to be talking about in that weight class for a long time. I think mm. um, he would probably have to be, one of the prospects I'm very, very excited about. Um, I know Troy Isley had a tougher fight um, this weekend, um, this past weekend or whatever. Uh, when it was the weekend before, ago. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's someone I'm really high on too. Um, I think he's going to be beating a lot of people. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> yours. No, El Pinche just said yours. Diego Pacheco. That's yours. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, that's you're, true. You're, I've you're always been high. high. On, yes. Yeah. You're um, very high on Diego Pacheco, and you, as you should be. I think Diego is going to be one of those guys that we're going to be talking about a lot. So yeah, you're right. Okay. So Diego Pacheco, um, I've been talking about him to Brian a lot. Um, yes, he's really he's, good. He's probably my top prospect for sure. Um, for really sure. Good. I have to think about some others, but like, you know, Xander Zayas, I think gets a lot of shit because he hasn't knocked out either of his last two opponents. I think he can, he can, he can be very toolsy, do it all. And Jared Anderson, I hope he works on his defense because heavyweight division, you don't want to have too many defensive wilts, but. I think Jared Anderson's up there too. Um, Jesus Ramos, somebody mentioned. Whew. Jesus Ramos, the way he took apart Joey Spencer, who I liked a lot, but 
he, Brian actually did a feature on Joey Spencer. If you got time to go check that out. That was last uh, year. That was actually on premier boxing uh, champions website. Um, Joey Spencer, cool conversation, but oh, got his ass whooped in that fight. Uh, there's a lot of good prospects. We should do a prospects episode at some point, but we'll see. There's some in, 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 in women's boxing as well. Um, that I'm following along with, like Leona Cruz, for example. We'll By see. the way, hustle man, Pacheco and Berlanga. I'm taking Pacheco. You heard it here first, yo. Uh, that's how that's high fair. I am. That's fair. I take right. Pacheco any day, any day, and maybe that's also like the the West Coast bias too. Um, you know, I'm gonna ride a little bit harder for Diego, but uh, uh, that's definitely I would take Diego Pacheco. I think I think he could also be a face in boxing. I agree. He could I be agree. one of those guys. He could be one of those guys. Uh, Berlanga is kind of all right. Like he brings people out, man. When you, when you got that Joe out of fight, you know what I mean? Um, you're, you're someone. Um, all right. So I just want to say thanks so much for everyone that has hopped on. We will get to all of your comments. We're going to sift through them. If we missed any of them, thank you so much for rocking with us. Also make sure to drop your pound for pound list. If you agree with us, let us know if you disagree, let us know as well, but keep it respectful. Um, thanks so much for rocking with us and we'll be back soon with some more content. We're going to drop some betting for uh, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, also Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy. So stay tuned for that. Also, if you haven't seen that Heather Hardy episode yet, please go check that out. And Yimmy, uh, thank you for getting on Brian on this show. Um, I loved it. Come back for the next show, Yimmy. Uh, he's a great show. We appreciate you. Um, and, uh, any final thoughts, Brian, before we get up out of here? Um, Yes. Thank you for watching. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends. Growing here, going to do some things. And uh, as as Chantel said, betting this week, maybe a live show this weekend. Maybe a post fight yes. live show for Jake Paul, uh, also, Nate Diaz, Amanda Serrano, Heather Hardy. And uh, I'm yeah. Sorry to cut you off here. Just want to say, um, I said in our last live, uh, Bud and Spence post fight, if you guys want an evening live, I'm the one that's like kind of unavailable in the evenings. But if there's 10 people, that say they want an evening live and you drop it in the comments, we'll do one. During the week, not the yeah. weekend. That's yeah. what she means. You're, okay, go ahead. Get, get, what were you saying? Sorry to cut you off. No, that was it. Thank you for watching. Peace. We will uh, be back. Hey.